Hello and welcome Cosmic Explorers to another edition of Cosmic Insight. I am your co-creator Hillis Pugh along with Rebecca Gregory here. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today or this evening or wherever you might be at this time you're listening to this broadcast because you never know. <laughs> yes, nighttime, daytime, storm time. Yes. You know what? <laughs> but we have a very amazing human being with us today, and I am so excited to have him with us today. And he is just an all around, uh, I guess, the new Renaissance man is what you would call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. He kind of reminds me a little bit of myself, you know, does a little bit of everything. Uh, but we have Flowing River, who is a channel of divine light expressed through all forms of dance, music, song, visionary art, and poetry, you know, which is my first love. And that is to expand your heart and illuminate your mind. And so you can step into deeper self-mastery and transcend your pain and embody your bliss. And, you know, this is what this show is all about. I mean, he kind of embodies what we are, right? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So excited yeah. to, to bring him on. So Flowing River, welcome to the show, my brother. How are you today? I'm amazing. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Ellison and uh, Rebecca. Really excited to dive deep today. Yeah, and so down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> the spiritual rabbit hole and, and just really open it and really illuminate some people to uh who watch this today. And so I I understand that you uh what we talked about, the new Renaissance kind of individual, the person who does a little bit of everything. And so what was your path to this level of self mastery for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So the beginning was the exact opposite of everything I am right now, you know, just complete contraction and, um, you know, growing up in society with, with our parents and our movies and our TVs and music um, that's essentially programming us to be something that we're not, convincing myself that I'm this thing. So I was listening to hip hop music and getting lost in the sauce there and pursuing, you know, gold chains and rims of my car and uh, accumulating uh, victories in, in sexual domain and really just getting lost in the maze of life. And I actually ended up uh, not expressing myself through poetry or music or song or visionary art. Instead, I just focused on the hustle and grind of making money. And this really led me to a point where I found myself like working 12 to 16 hours to try to pursue these desires um, that I thought that I, I wanted. But really, I found out later that they were just there um, to try to validate my ego for me to say, oh, I'm somebody. Look, look at me, the status I have, a, a big fancy house and a car. And now you can love me. Now I can you know, do the things that I actually want to do, which was back when I was a little kid, I just want to be crazy and, and weird and, you know, do all these fun little things. And then somewhere along the line, like all that, that beauty and that awe got lost. So by the time I was 29, um, I really was kind of destroyed mentally, physically and spiritually, like completely disconnected. My body was just in a lot of pain and tension because I was sitting behind computers for 
you know, eight plus hours a day grinding away. And mentally I was just overrun with all of these thoughts that were just endlessly looping over and over. And I synchronistically met um, a co-founder of a company called Mundo, which is basically Airbnb for eco villages and permaculture uh, farms. And I got connected with them and they invited me out to their company retreat in Costa Rica on a 14 acre eco village. And there was just a complete paradigm shift. It was the total opposite of what I was dealing with. You know, um, I'm coming from uh, entrepreneurship for over nine years and a dog eat dog world uh, with business partners that were screwing me over and things of that nature into a beautiful heart-centered loving community of 20 or 30 people living on the land in perfect symbiotic harmony growing their own food you know singing songs like accepting you fully and just putting my hands in the land completely began healing me you know planting understanding the the true cycles of nature and um working on the land underneath the sun was just so profoundly healing to my body and of course, being received and just showered with love from the community was extremely healing as well. But the most healing part for me was that I could give my love without having my hand, you know, bitten or taken advantage of. Coming from society, it's really tough, you know, over and over to want to trust people, whether it's your partner, you know, in a relationship or a business partner, and then just to have them kind of take advantage of your kindness it builds up this wall around the heart that wants to protect itself so it doesn't have to feel that pain. And I, you know, had built up so many walls. So it was really just refreshing, revitalizing to be able to let my guard down and open my heart and just share the love that I've always wanted to, to give to the world. Um, from there, I really started calling in a new name and my birth name is Darren Ohanian, and it's so interesting. You know, our names, we carry so much uh, story and trauma and baggage with it. And so I was calling a name for a whole month, and nothing was really coming to me. But eventually, um, this Sanskrit word, Narayan, came to me. And Narayan means flowing river. And I was thinking, well, if I call myself Nara, that's kind of cool, right? But then everyone's gonna ask me like, what's your name mean? <laughs> over and over again. So it was a little bit of a practical thing too, because like when I call myself Flowing River, I don't have to explain it to everyone. Everyone knows what Flowing River is. <laughs> so, but it was really profound because as soon as I made that shift and my my familia there, they we hiked 45 minutes into the jungle and went to this grotto underneath the flowing river and they birthed me and sang songs. It was, so beautiful but as soon as that shift happened you know there was a major energetic shift and released so many stories it's like i was reborn you know who is flowing river it's a sea of infinite possibilities of of what flowing river could be now that you're no longer carrying around all those old stories of who you thought you were so that began my journey in earnest of redefining myself and now we're here <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, we all have two stories. You know, when we're born and then we we are reborn. You know, absolutely. And 
the rebirth um, began as a five-year journey from there, and it actually started with uh, a surrender experiment. You know, there's a, there's a book called The Surrender Experiment. I can't remember the author's name, but um, but essentially, I was in a pickup truck getting picked up from a night market in, in Costa Rica. And I was standing up on the back of the the pickup truck, and you know, we're going through the jungles canopy on this dirt road, and there's just the lights of the truck, and you could barely see in front of you, and the winds rushing past your your head. And I was having such like exhilarating time, like really enjoy enjoying it, and I was laughing and having so much fun, and then. All of a sudden, I sat down, you know, and I, and I exclaimed out loud. I said, "You can't have that much fun." And my friend, <laughs> Chagwire, he was sitting there, and he was like, "Whose voice was that? You know, whose voice is telling you that you can't have that much fun?" And then not only that, are you receiving the thought, but you're acting upon it, like literally self-sabotaging yourself from joy to sit down and be like, "I can't do that." And so we started having a conversation right then and there and around surrendering to the moment. And we started talking about, well, what if you surrendered for a day? You know, what would happen? What if you surrendered to um, saying yes to life for, for a week, what would happen? You know, kind of like that Jim Carrey movie where he's saying yes to everything. And then it was like a month and then a year. And what if you did it forever? You know, and immediately my mind, the first image that came into my mind as soon as I had those thoughts was like me tattered and torn, my clothes just ripped up. I'm on the side of a gutter, just like dying. <laughs> That's what would happen. <laughs> out of control, you know, and just like surrender to the flow of life. So the next day, we went into town and we surrendered to all the signs. So we saw a butterfly fly by. And we were like, okay, that means we have to follow the butterfly. We saw, you know, a hawk fly to the right. Okay, let's take a right at the street. You know, um, we we saw like a, a, re a small little family restaurant open. So we were like, okay, let's grab lunch here. And just all these little mystical, magical experiences started happening um, for that entire day. And it just felt so resonant, felt so right. Uh, and we ended up finding ourselves uh, going into this abandoned retreat center and th then we found a trail and went into the jungle and we were exploring this beautiful nature and then we heard the howler monkeys and the howler monkeys they're like <laughs> you ever heard the howler monkeys they sound like they're like 500 pound gorillas you yeah know? I, I speak to the howler monkeys nice <laughs> me i kid you not <laughs> wow and like as soon as they started howling like this shiver went up our spines and like it was like fear it was like okay you know we know you're only 10 pounds but we're gonna respect that this is your land and we're gonna move on but just i just remember the the lesson that came through is like you know when the big finger moves don't stress just just dance to the music just like surrender to the moment and like stay present and that was like the really big profound lesson that came through for me in that experience. And I ended up going on a surrender experiment for a year and a half after that, for as long as I could surrender, I did. And it took me to, you know, all these communities over the world and really expanding my heart, illuminating my mind um, until I came to a moment where it was just like, I just can't, I can't let go.
and that's a whole story too but <laughs> but that really set up the path for me to dive deeper into these healing modalities and you know connecting with people on in a more flow state and I, I love that you're sharing all this right now. And I, I want to, if you hear any uh, noises going off, I'm actually in a flowing river right now because there's a huge rainstorm coming down and I'm out my little trailer. So it's like, it's uh, it's flowing down here. So we're, we're following. But I love that you're bringing that up and we're talking about this today because it's so important right now. I mean, it's always important, but especially right now with everything that's happening in the world to live in that state of surrender and to live in that state of trust in order to navigate what is happening in this world right now. Because if we don't follow and so as I said, I, I love you. You brought that example up of following that path and like following the butterflies. I do it all the time. And it's so much fun when you can like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Follow the stuff that comes in front of you, even if it's a burden and, you know, whatever comes in following that path. So thank you so much for opening, sharing that for everyone, because that that's the path we all need to be on right now. You know, being in that space of being present in the now and um, opening up to that and following and surrendering to everything, really. Absolutely. And, you know, the divine or what, however you prefer to call the infinite nameless name, um, I, I choose to, to call it the divine, loves to communicate us with us in, in a variety of signs. And what I've learned in my path is that, you know, at first the divine will just give you a little feather, maybe in your ear, tickle you. And it is a butterfly, you know, it's like, hey, take a right, you know, and you get to tune in and you have the opportunity to trust fully in perfect trust and perfect surrender to follow that inkling of your heart um, that will lead you to something even greater than your mind could ever imagine. However, yeah. if you don't listen, which a lot of us <laughs> don't listen, <laughs> like I was right there in line, like you're telling me to go to right? No, I think I'm gonna go left, you know? And right. why are we going left? We're going left because we're not trusting, we're basing the current situation, not seeing it clearly for the present of what it is because we're masked by a veil of all our past experiences that we're, we're living in the past, bringing that into the present moment. And so we take a left. And so if you take a left, what happens is the divine, divine says, oh, you're not listening. Okay, well, let me uh, send a stronger signal to you so, so that you can get uh, the picture perfect paradigm. You know, and so you get maybe now you get a, a more clear reflection. And if you keep going left, and you, you don't listen. Well, then the, the divine is going to send you a billboard. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you miss the billboard somehow, you know, like you just fly by it for some reason. Well, now you're going to get the wrecking ball. And see, the wrecking ball is usually the point when the majority of people have some sort of awakening experience or an epiphany mm -hmm. that might be a car crash, you might have like yeah. a dramatic breakup or something like this and finally be able to look at yourself and honestly reflect like, oh yeah, I'm not, you know, acting in alignment. I'm not taking the right path here. But if you're super stubborn, like then you'll get the apocalypse. And that's essentially when, you know, you'll get a life-threatening illness or whatever it is and you'll reset the game. So it's really interesting to see like how the divine communicates with with us trying to help us to come back to the heart and so i invite you all to listen to that intuitive guidance that 
you know, tells you to go right and just trust that even though right looks scary, right isn't the way that you've done in the past, just just take that first step and see where it goes because it's always so much more magical than you could ever imagine. Yeah, it really is. And thank you for sharing that because that is actually a great segue to a question that I, I had uh, in my mind. You know, I wanted to talk about what you mentioned a few moments ago about being in the heart and, you know, how years of you just believing your authentic self, being in that authentic energy, you know, you built up these layers around your heart. And so what was it for you other than you surrendering? What allowed you to really remove those walls and allow you for you to open your heart space and for you to express that divine love that you now express today? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the practice of self-inquiry and honest, honestly looking at yourself in the mirror is, is key. So, you know, when I was able to start to begin to accept myself, all my faults, uh, all my thoughts, words, and actions that, that led me down those treacherous paths that caused so much pain and suffering for myself and, and others as I was just trying to protect myself. You know, because I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to feel the pain of a breakup. I didn't want to feel the pain of somebody telling me I was, uh, I was undoing something right. And so I put all those layers up and that worked. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> you know, so If somebody told me I was a terrible person, I was like, I don't care. Like, doesn't matter to me. But guess what? When you can't feel anything, guess what? You can't feel anything. You can't feel joy either. So, you know, it, I realized I became just this numb vessel going through life as this feeling like a computer program, you know, and what helped me to uh, feel again was to, instead of running away from my pain with the old patterns of drinking alcohol or smoking marijuana every day, um, I, I never did this, but some people take a lot of prescription drugs or, you know, they'll get so busy with their work that they don't have time to do the the deeper self-inquiry work and all these things are just masking your pain they're just sweeping under the rug the pain is still there it your body is a hard drive it keeps score of everything so i always like to say it's the issues and the tissues and so the first critical thing before self-acceptance is to make the free will decision that you wish to heal that you wish to feel again, that you wish to expand and connect with your higher self. Once you make this decision within yourself, like the synchronicities, new people, places, and things will begin to arrive in your life and help lead you deeper down those, those rabbit holes that we're talking about. <coughs> I really had the opportunity to start taking radical self-responsibility for all of the trauma that I caused myself and others. And that's a can be an extremely difficult thing to for a lot of people to begin to accept. Like all the time, you know, we like to point the finger. It's it's her. She she's the one that destroyed the relationship and made me feel terrible. And she made me, you know, yell at her and and push her away. And that's why we broke up. It's like yes, and there it takes two to tango. You know, like where was I 
unconsciously co-creating this situation that led to, you know, pain and suffering for both of us. And so taking careful accounting of that. And when, when we do look at ourselves in that way, how can I release myself from the self-judgment? Because the self-judgment is what keeps that story trapped underneath the rug. Because inherently, our egos are always telling us, I'm a good person. Blowing rivers in the Boston. <laughs> Hillis is the best. You know, Rebecca's Rebecca's a saint, you know. Like I am. (laughs) But but that gets us into a trap where we we have difficulty to accept the parts where um we didn't show up in our highest as a saint or as this awesome person. And so we we keep pushing those stories away until we forget them, until it's just easier, like, oh yeah, that never happened. It's like, no, that did happen, (laughs) right? So how can we integrate that part of us that we've pushed away? And, um, you know, it turning that finger of blame Mm -hmm. from pointing outside to pointing at yourself and really unraveling how did the chain of cause and effect come to this moment and what did I do to cause it? And this helps us step into a deeper understanding that we're conscious co-creators of our reality. And when we take full self-responsibility for all of our thoughts, words, and actions, it empowers us to shift our lives in much more positive ways. So yes, I created this destructive you know, scenario. Well, guess what? If I take full self-responsibility for it, I can uncreate it and recreate something that is in a higher vibrational you know, reality that I true, my soul truly wants to experience. And those are some of the first steps for sure. So what would you recommend someone who's kind of going down that path and in that process of using maybe drugs or something as the escape of getting away from their own self and their shadow side and their deep darkness of maybe a little tip for someone out there might be listening, struggling really hard of taking that first step. Do you have anything you recommend to take that first step if they're stuck in that cycle of that self-sabotage and self-destruction? Absolutely. The, the first step is always your free will choice. It's so powerful the, when you make a choice internally and you stick by it. And not only just to speak it from your mind, but speak it from your heart. You know, you, the, the divine will give you a response based on how powerfully, how truthfully, how authentically you are expressing yourself from your heart. Your heart is a resonant chamber. So it's like, as soon as you make that decision within your heart, it's, it's going to vibrate all throughout the universe and reflect back to you. And the second step would be to start to create a support system for you, for yourself. You know, a lot of times when we're in that space, well, what's our social media feeds? Oh, well, it's a bunch of people drinking and partying. You know, what's what are we watching on the news? Oh, it's a bunch of negativity. What movies are we watching? Movies that are, um, you know, filling our subconscious mind with negative programming. Who are our friends that we're surrounding ourselves with? Oh, it's other people that are drinking or doing drugs. Take careful accounting of where you are spending your, your time and your energy because a, a common thing we like to say is where attention flows, energy goes. So start putting your attention on self-love and you'll see that 
your outside reflection begins to love love you as well. And it's critical these days because we're just overloaded with information over and over and over again. So a hypercritical skill is how to cultivate a sphere of influence that's positive for yourself. And then that will set the foundation for you to move into the next scene of the dream. Awesome, thank you for that. Fellas? Yeah, yeah I love that you express that, especially now because we are in shifting times, you know, with the energy on the planet. And, you know, there are either two ways you can go. You can, you know, totally ignore <laughs> what's happening right in front of you and go right, as you said earlier, I'm sorry, not go right, go left, you know, completely ignore everything or go right and then just follow the intuition and rebuild uh, your world, so to speak. And I like that you talked about having a personal accounting of, of, you know, what you're bringing in your vision. And so what would you say to someone who wants to shift that vision from, you know, someone who's doing the partying, the drinking, and the negative news cycles, all this other stuff? How, what's the thing that you would want to suggest to someone who wants to start to make their 180 in their life? Yeah, absolutely. So after, you know, you, you take the counting and you take accountability that you've really, you know, destroyed yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually is start moving towards um, those, a community, you know, community is so powerful to help uplift you because when you're surrounded in that negativity, everything's trying to beat you down. It's just trying to tell you how terrible you are and how you need something outside of yourself to, you know, survive or to receive love. But if you can find a community of people um, and they, in, in the Buddhist realm, they call this Sangha, it can really help to enliven your spirit. And that way you'll be seen fully for truly who you are because at our core, we are all divine beings. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that cannot see the divinity that lives within you, then you will forever be shrouded in darkness. But if you surround yourself with higher vibrational people that can share their knowledge, their wisdom, you know, such as Hillis or Rebecca, um, that are looking to uplift you and expand your awareness, then you're going to be on a fast track for, you know, awakening um, to a higher vibrational reality where you're you're gonna have a whole lot of fun without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I love to you do a lot of you do poetry, correct? And music and um how's that done it? How is I, I'm an artist myself, Hillis is a poet and I are we you know, the creative part of things is, it, I feel so important to healing and opening and expressing, um, especially for those that might have trouble, like explaining what happened to them or, you know, getting in their story, talking about it, you know, using mediums such as poetry are such a wonderful way to express that and, and get that energy out. So how has that creative, creative part of you uh, really assisted you on your journey? Oh, it's, it's profound. Um, you know, during that time when I was in the hustle and grind, uh, for 11 years, I didn't write a poem. You know, in high school, I wrote poetry about like me and my girlfriend breaking up or probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for 11 years, you know, I, I shut down that creative aspect of myself that 
always just wanted to come out, but I always kept putting it off, putting it off. Like, oh, once I have a million dollars or $5 million or $10 million, then I'll do it. Like the story of retirement, you know? And really when I started to um, open myself to truly myself <laughs> and allow what wanted to come through me be, to be birthed, it started to create this feedback loop of building confidence. And so for instance, I started re receiving poetry and at the time I didn't know I was receiving it. I thought I was writing it. And, but I would share the poetry and people would start reflecting back. Wow. That that's so, so amazing. You know, that's awesome. I love your poetry. And it really helped me to do X, Y, Z. And that, coming back to you gives you even more confidence to expand even more. Not only that, when you start working with um, instruments and you start working with different parts of your fingers and, um, you know, different singing patterns and tonalities, what happens is there's like an unlocking of synapses in your brain that open you up to be able to enter into this like mystical flow state that allows you to just be rather than trying to be. I'll give you an example of that is like when I was coming out to freestyle, um, you know, I was at Finkamorpho or anywhere else in the world and there's amazing, just super galactivated beings that are just pouring divine wisdom in rhythmic patterns that are just like shape-shifting <laughs> how you're feeling in the moment and you're in this circle and you know in the beginning stages you're in self-judgment oh wow I'm, I'm not as good as this guy comparison things like this and then the mic gets passed to you and it's your turn to speak and there's just this uh, 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 it's like a block on your heart or a block in your throat and like nothing's coming out and it's so difficult to say a word and as soon as you start saying a word, your mind is thinking of, oh, what rhymes with that word, you know? And then you get a couple of them and you're like, okay, cool, I got a couple. And then your mind gets stuck and, and stutters and, and dies out. And I had to go through that cycle like at least 30 or 40 times to like move through that energetic block. But the difference after I moved through that energetic block is that now instead of trying to be something, I just allow, I surrender to what is coming through and just allow that creativity to express itself. So I'm not thinking of the next word to rhyme. It's just happening. And I'm just accepting whatever, whatever it is coming through because I accept myself fully. You know, I'm not afraid of what will come through my subconscious mind. And it's only when we're in self-judgment that we think that we have to use our mind to, um, you know, impress somebody with, with with whatever we're saying. So by stepping into more full, full creativity, it, uh, it has allowed me to really dive into becoming a flowing river, a stream of consciousness, to just allow it to just pour through. So yeah. I encourage everyone to play more music and, and especially instruments are super helpful in that. So it sounds like that creative part has actually helped you embodied who you truly are. Yeah, absolutely. So for instance, maybe Hillis has this, this experience as well, but the poetry that will come through, you know, when I repeat these poems back to myself, they become like mantras and they help to 
um, reprogram my subconscious mind. And so that's like an integration process that really brings in the teachings of what my higher self is trying to, you know, eloquently educate me upon. So as I've repeated those over and over and over again, and they get ingrained into the, the cells of my being, that realigns me to new timelines that align new synchronicities, people, places, things that come into my life based on the vibration that I'm integrating into my being. So it's been a really magical process. Oh, cool. I love it. He even said the word timelines. I love it. I know, I heard that. <laughs> you know, that We're always been... talking about timelines and they're shifting and, shifting and jumping and flowing. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks. Was it last week? I think we talked about it. No, this two past weeks Friday. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, my, my whole theory about timelines. So I'm going to share this with you. Um, so a few weeks ago, I had this dream and and this was more like a vision, like lucid dream state. And I asked spirit, I was like, okay, what is it with timelines? How many timelines do we really have? Because I really want to know. And the answer that came to me was 32. But then they said, yes, 32 on each dimensional plane. So you have 32 in 3D, 32 in 4D, and 32 in 5D, making it a total of 96 timelines. That's an existent right now. Could be more, could be less. But I'm like, this is amazing. So we have almost 100 timelines <laughs> with all these infinite possibilities of what could happen, who, could, who we could meet, and all this beautifulness that's going on. And so... I guess as we're on the subject, what are your thoughts about timelines? What do you feel about that? Yeah, great question. yourself for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go uh, in another direction. Then you said timelines. I'm like, oh, we're going over here now. Here we go. <laughs> so my my take on it, what I've received on timelines is that. Um, because there's infinite dimensions, um, there's infinite timelines. And of course, our mind likes to compartmentalize like, oh, third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, which is super helpful for us to attune to certain frequencies. But in between the third and fourth, it's an infinite gradual, um, you know, number, innumerable number of, of dimensions. So if there's 32 timelines in each dimension, there's, there's just infinity. But and the way that I visualize this is as a toroidal field. So in the center of the toroidal field is the trifle flame of the divine. This is where we have all come from. And as soon as we quote unquote fall, we come out of that um, toroidal field down the bottom and we start our journey of being separate. And we go through a new innumerable amount of lifetimes to go all the way around back you know all the way into the depths of hell which is down below the toroidal field and then start rising ascending and then come back into the heart of the divine and what that looks like is the tree of life just for a visualization of the mind if there's infinity infinity timelines it's it's very difficult i don't i have not been able to visualize infinity <laughs> it's beyond mental comprehension but if we can visualize a timeline as a as a root you know in a tree it's like we're born at the base of the root of the tree 
And based on our karmic impressions, we go through that route like, like a river. We're going, we're raising our vibration, we're lowering it, we're on the wave of life, up and down we go. And it takes us through uh, the tree of life. And as soon as we awaken, we realize that we've been on one timeline. We've been on this, this thing called um, river, river's life. You know, but as soon as we awaken and we start taking responsibility for our thoughts, words, and actions, we can become a conscious co-creator and quantum leap into a new timeline uh, anywhere on the tree of life, which will then realign us and bring us down a new pathway. Now, I think what Hillis, what you're talking about, and especially when we're talking about timelines, is we have our individual timeline, which is infinite and easily, well, not easily, but can be shifted at any time that we, we choose to make it happen. However, we're also in a collective timeline. Mm -hmm. Now, a collective timeline is, you know, all of humanity. And this is going to be a much slower, gradual shift for all of humanity to ascend and raise their vibration to align to a new timeline. So that's where I feel like the guidance that you received is like, we're, we're talking about humanity's timelines. You know, those are much more set in kind of stone because we're we're moving as this like one uh, mass slowly through the cosmos. <laughs> but as more people awaken and listen to your podcast, you know, hopefully we'll accelerate that process and we can get back to infinite timelines. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. You know, people need to just wake up and start to listen and expand out and just allow this information and stop, uh, you know, everybody has their own choice and free will you know but when you can open expand out and stay in your heart and open that space up it just it's better for us all it is it really is <laughs> something new instead of living with this craziness i have another word but i won't say it today you know <laughs> you're stuck in you can say it i know the, well, one the we... fuckery the universal fuckery we live in <laughs> that's my favorite word so you know we did a whole show on it flowing river so you know but we do it's just like we need to untrick ourselves from all this nonsense. Yeah, we've, we've put a lot of layers and layers and layers and layers on top of us. You know, I always look at it as like individually, you know, and collectively, we're like this giant onion. And like yeah. at the core of the onion is our divine true state. And we just put all these layers on it. And I remember like those advertisements when I was a little kid, it's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? <laughs> you know, I tried to do that one time when I was a little kid. I did. I sat there for days with my damn lollipop. I think I got so I finally just bit it. I got done. I got tired. <laughs> and and I'm like, whoever wrote that that commercial must be an enlightened being because it's like how many licks, like licks, you know, getting punched and trashed and through all the universal factor do we have to go until we decide, like, okay, we're gonna return back to heaven here and now. You know, it's yeah. like it's always here and it's just like you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to meet other people that are so deep on the path because it's like you are cultivating heaven within yourself and it's reflect, uh, reflecting externally outside. But if you're just heaven, you know, within yourself, that's no man's an island. It's like you go outside of the world and boom, universal fuckery is saying, hello. You know, I love now flowing river that, you know, with people are waking up now and you can feel the energy shift in the world, even though there's so much just going on as well. 
But it's so fun now to go out in the world and interact with people because they are on a different level. You know, if you want to believe it or not, should I tell my story this weekend? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here's an example. So this weekend, I went up to North Carolina for the weekend. I was coming back. I was in South Carolina. And I was like, I had to get some food. So I ordered food from this, um, I don't know, it was just this little bar restaurant thing. You know, I just wanted to get something to eat. I was in a really kind of interest, very interesting area I had stopped in. on, (laughs) And I walk into this bar and there's um, four people sitting there. Um, and the one guy goes, you can't handle the truth. And I looked at him, I said, can you? <laughs> and that just started this whole conversation up and they were just so open to receive it. And the girls were like, oh yeah. And it was just cool that I ended up giving all four of them kind of a reading. He says, well, what do you see in me? And I just, to the point, the one that said, you can't handle the truth, which was so beautiful. What came through to, to give him the message? That's why I was there in that moment. He's like, you came here for a moment. Like he had tears running, like he had tears coming down his face because I called him out on his truth. And he was like, oh my gosh. And it was all around forgiveness. And I looked at him and I, and I looked at his soul and I looked him straight in the face and I said, you need to forgive yourself. And it just, you could feel his heart space and his soul look back at me saying, I know I do. Mm. And, and so, I mean, those are the interactions we can have with people. And in that moment with those four people in a bar drinking, you know, I had this huge spiritual just experience. And it was just beautiful to see these people open up. So, you know, it's so cool how we can go in situations like that, you know, and have these like enlightening experience, even in a bar. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> anyway, my, the fun travels with Becky, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> no, but, you know, really appreciate how you are really allowing yourself to to step more into the divine to step more into who you really are by utilizing the creative ways to express yourself and before we got distracted with the whole timeline thing (laughs) what i wanted you to do is to if you wouldn't mind sharing one of your favorite pieces that you wrote from your book. Yeah, show us your book. Absolutely. So this is the book. It's called The Flowing River. I designed Love the cover. It. I do uh, visionary art. And it's 144 poems all the way from the awakening, the recognition that we have an ego and a heart that are kind of battling for attention to listening to our heart, to surrendering to the heart, to eventually being the unconditional embodiment of love. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really profound book for myself to just reread. And, you know, the way I've written it is in a very general way that anyone could apply it to their own life because we're all having this human experience together. And so we can see a lot of cross-pollination. So I'm going to read you... Uh, a poem called Silver Surfer, because we're all surfing these cosmic waves. And um, it's poem number 38 out of 144. So each poem is a staircase up the ladder of ascension. So you'll see my own consciousness shift from poem to poem as I, uh, you know, raise my vibration. 
So it goes something like this. Young lovers swoon as luscious lovers' lips eclipse the dark side of the moon, traversing over empty sand dunes in search of an oasis of truth, riding the galactic airwaves a silver surfer braves. The barrels of the cosmos, the essence of life we chase, taking left and right turns in the labyrinth of our minds, we find ourselves reflecting the most high, fragments of the one who burst into a million, billion, trillion connected mycelium, downloading lucid dreams from the streams of the ether, the seeker becomes the teacher, preaching from the pulpit of the crown, reverberating the sound of the divine through the mind, body, and spirit. Shh, be still, and you might be able to hear you. Kundalini weaving through me as the spine aligns. She intertwines as a vine from the top to the bottom. In lotus position, we blossom into self-realization. You, the threads of reality shift as the needle of perception pricks. The fabric of our subconscious, collectively, we stitch. Perceive future realities until they actualize when we realize what is hidden within. So tap into the frequency so you can see past the 3D and into the celestial. Transcendental thoughts connect the dots, seeing the connections between the past and the present to procure the ancient future that our ancestors believed we could achieve. When we all understand that we don't have to stand over each other, just join hand in hand as sisters and brothers, star lovers, lifting each other, a collective ascension of the highest, purest intention. Oh. Mm -hmm. Woo. That Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> oh, I like that. Woo. You know, I, I just have to take this moment because it brings back uh, memories for me as I used to do open mics in Chicago. And, you know, it's just the graduation of the soul, if you will, because you, know, you start off, you know, with anyone who's who's creative, especially in, in a wordsmith, you find the nearest thing that you can kind of attach yourself to. Like, what's the best thing that I can describe myself? What's the best way I can describe myself? What is the best way I can describe this, this situation or scenario? What's the best way? You're always like searching for the right word and then the right rhythm and the right energy. And then, you know, you, you start with self and then you kind of like expand out. And so, you know, I feel that this is that for you, and I, I'm so happy to to witness this, to see this, to it just brings me joy. That's all I can say. It just brings me joy to, to see other people like expressing themselves in this manner, especially you know the younger generation. You know, it, it's. Mm. <laughs> I, I love the character you formed when you read your poetry. You like embodied like and became the poetry itself and it was just like you were just kind of just came this like really cool flowing heart-centered character so thank you for that <laughs> absolutely my pleasure my honor anytime and now i'm gonna have to go pick up some pen and paper <laughs> uh, right River. he's gonna be calling me every day becky listen to my new poem <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't written anything in in a while, you know, because you've just been in this space of ascension and growth and evolution. And sometimes when you're just in this space of integration, it's like, yeah, okay, let's let it all settle. Once it settles, then I'll you know put it to to paper. But you know, 
get like so overwhelmed, like spiritually overwhelmed. You have so much coming in at one time when you're integrating all this energy. It's like, I just need to sit here and breathe and let this settle before <laughs> any more and I'm going to explode. <laughs> exactly. So what is like the creative process with you? I mean, do you just allow for the energy to come in and you just are the vessel for that or how does it work? Yeah, these days, um, you know, I've cultivated a relationship within myself that, um, that it, it just happens. So I'm not trying to write a poem. I'm not thinking of a theme. I'm not thinking of an idea. It's just when I feel the, the inkling or the signal, it's like, it's time. It, it just happens. So I just record. Uh, what's coming through as quickly as possible, and the, the poem is done. Usually within two or three minutes, I might uh, change a word here or there just for cadence or grammar, but that's essentially it, it, it. But a beautiful process that I had done prior before is called something uh, automatic writing, and anyone can do this to get out of their their mind and allow their subconscious to channel through and flow through. So the process is you get a pen and paper or your phone and you start writing. The only rule is that you can't stop writing for five to 10 minutes, up to you how long you want to do it for. And what you'll find is the first maybe 30 seconds or minute, you'll be thinking, well, what should I write? Da, 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 da. You know, and you're like trying to write sentences, but eventually somewhere there, a shift happens, a click and you're, you will just start streaming. And it might not be what you started writing about um, at all. It might be a completely different subject matter, but just trust whatever's coming through, whether it makes sense or not. And after the period of time, five or 10 minutes, you know, you get to read that back to yourself and see what, what, what came, came out of your channel. So that's one way to step into the flow state. Beautiful. I love that. And, you know, you, you remind me of, of, you know, what I do as a poet is that, you know, over with all the poetry that I've ever written, I seldom ever changed anything. What came out, that was it. Done. And so, you know, and I know this is part of a, a healing or cathartic process for you to get your message out to the world. But, you know, we talked about, you know, who you are and, you know, your your journey, but what do you do? Like, what are the modalities that you uh, uh, assist people with? Like, what, how do you, you know, do what yeah, you do? Absolutely. And, and that is the big part of the process. So it's all the preparation work to be able to receive. So how do you receive? Well, you have to become a clear channel. Well, what does that even mean? You know, to be a clear channel to re to receive something out, uh, perceivably outside of yourself, it's it's to do the healing work because what are we healing? We're healing our attachments, the attachments to pleasure or the attachments to you know avoiding pain in our lives and understanding how these attachments get stuck within our body. And when they get stuck within our body, they create energetic blockages. And when they create energetic blockages, what happens is when you begin receiving energy through your channel, well, guess what? It, it's energetic blockage. It, it can't go all the way through. So you can't, it doesn't allow it to manifest. 
it actually just compounds on the blockage. So the way I like to explain it just quickly before I get into the actual modalities is, um, you know, these attachments are agreements. We're agreeing. So for in a moment, we're in an argument with a, with a loved one, a lover. And the moment that we feel the emotion, emotion is energy in motion coming through a channel of anger. And we have the opportunity to either step into self-mastery and just neutrally observe it equanimously uh, and allow it to pass through our channel, as the masters say, be like hollow bamboo. Or typically what the majority of us would do, we would say, I'm angry. Well, the moment you agree and say, I'm angry, you're stopping that energy from going through your channel fully and it's going to get stuck somewhere in your body and let's just say it gets stuck in your right shoulder right so now it's creating tension in your body it creates a knot inside your body it physically manifests as pain now why is it physically manifesting as pain it's manifesting as pain to remind you to let go of this pain so that way you can go back to your natural state of bliss. That's all it's doing. It's saying, why are you holding on to this, right? But that tension, how do we heal it? Well, we've got to give our tension attention. Because what is attention but consciousness? And what is consciousness but love? So this pain is just asking for our love to release it. But we have, we've got to take it one more step further. We've got to give our attention with our intention. And it's so funny how everything is hidden in plain sight. The divine just <laughs> gives it to us. So when we go into our attention with our intention to heal, to forgive, to let go, to surrender, we can return back to our natural state of bliss, which is how we were when we were children, when we had no attachments, we were completely blank slate, we were a ball of joy. That's who we've always been. And we've just put all these layers of agreements that prevent us from being there. So. With that said, we're great architects. We're great programmers. We know how to install programs left and right. I'm an angry person. I don't I don't like this. I don't like that. Blah, 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 blah. Like great program. Well, guess what? Nobody ever tells you how to uninstall the program. <laughs> they don't want us to uninstall the program. Yeah. Well, when we uninstall the program, we get back to our divine state. So, so like it's a whole it's a whole uh you know, field of dream just waiting for us to, to play in. And so, you know, there's a lot of different healing modalities and things out there, literally infinite numbers of them that can help you uninstall, you know, a little bit, a lot of it, all, the, all of it. But what I found through my own intuitive healing practice of just being in meditative states, having the intention to heal and receiving guidance, um, I found four yang, uh, principles and four yin principles. Yang being the masculine principle of the universe, so it's a penetrative force. We go directly to the pain and we go through it because the only way out is through. You can't run away from your pain. Your pain will come back. You'll keep repeating the same uh, similar situations until you learn your lesson. You know, until you learn, you will burn. This is the way that karma works. So, um, so we invigorate our spirit we kind of take on that warrior um fearlessness to go into our darkness the depths of our soul and these techniques are pretty widely accepted however how deep have you gone into each one like for instance one of the masculine principles or yang would be shaking 
So I'm sure we've all done shaking in a you know yoga class for five minutes here or there, or maybe in an Osho uh, uh, retreat. But the thing is, you there's a whole modality to that. Just like the various yogas, there are various asanas, positions, you know, ways to use your consciousness and your breath with shaking to heal any aspect of your body. And this modality really has helped me to understand not to outsource my power of healing, that I am the master healer, that I can heal myself. And it's amazing. You might shake, you know, in your right shoulder for a moment, you've had tension there for, oh man, this right shoulder has been bothering me for like three months or whatever it is. And you shake it out after 30 minutes, it's gone. And you're like, what? I, I can heal myself? That is a whole paradigm shift, right? Then the other principles are resistance training. So this is a concept of overpowering the resistance in your body or the tension in your body with even more resistance. So we'll like squeeze our bodies like super tight. Um, again, various asanas. And when you, um, what you're doing when you're squeezing is you're actually breaking the fascia that is holding your body in the the form that you have um, agreed to so if you're an angry person and you say and you agree that i'm an angry person well guess what your fascia is probably um, bringing your shoulders over your your uh, front of your body to contract and protect your heart right so you can also see this like if you study chinese medicine it, they, they've really broken this down but like um, the way that energy manifests physically, like people hunched over, you know, or um, different things on their tongue and their eyes and things of that nature, it all correlates to these agreements and that you're holding on to, and they begin manifesting physically in your body. Then we also work with the Tibetan Buddhist uh, vocal toning. So vocal toning is like really powerful in being able to work with the energetic centers within your body, the chakra system, to clear out uh, density there. And it's subtle vibrations that kind of shake things up. You know, so it's shaking in a in a more uh, minute, you know, way. But um, what you what you do is you're getting into maybe places that. Like for instance, if you're if you're shaking like really heavily, like up and down, that might get your shoulders. But like there's like a spot like you know, all the way on the inside interior uh, part of your armpit that maybe the shake isn't getting, but a vocal tone could. And Sorry, are, yes. are these principles that you use with people that you work with in the um, in the work that you do with others? Yeah, absolutely. So these these are healing modalities and tools and techniques that I teach. I have a website okay. called. Yeah, how to raise your vibration with an online oh, course. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you for clarification. <laughs> yeah, I also um, share these in like retreats that I do with people one on one and things like that. Um, and what what all of these modalities I'm talking about right now, um, what they do is they release the tension in your body, which releases the attachment. And when that attachment gets released, now you have more energy that can channel through your your being in so much that now, for instance, that I'm angry density in your, in your right shoulder, when that's gone, when another situation appears where, where you might feel the emotion of anger, you're not going to get attached to that. You, it'll be able, you'll be able to transcend that moment to step out of reactionary patterns 
and move into consciously co-creating the reality that you want to experience based on your responsibility because it's your ability to respond as a conscious co-creator to create. Mm -hmm. So that that is really what all this does. And just quickly, the yin principles are based in the feminine of um, surrendering, allowing, melting. So holding all of your pain and your suffering and your tension as a mother with such care and such acceptance and tolerance and and unconditional love for yourself. So, you know, yin yoga is a big part of that. And you literally just lay there and melt all the pain away. Um, so these are some of the tools and techniques. There's eight in total, um, but it's, nice. it's pretty comprehensive because um, in allowing you to clear your channel and reconnect with your highest self and allow your highest self to manifest through you as you. Thank it's beautiful. You. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so finally, because we're just about out of time, so where can people get a hold of you now to uh, get to know more about you, to possibly book a session with you? And to get Anything his book. Like oh, and his book, yes, and the book. <laughs> yeah, I've got a ton of creative projects um, from books, mantras, and uh, ceremonial albums. You can all check it out at flowingriver.co. That's uh, the absolute best way to get a hold of me. If you're interested in learning the tools and techniques of self-mastery, then um, check out howtoraiseyourvibration.com. Um, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm always happy to be of service and assist you in your greatest awakening. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Woo! <laughs> yes. Such I know, a powerful show. <laughs> you guys want to end on a poem? Sure. Sure. Why not? To close out the show. Close out the yeah. show with a poem. Love it. Yes, absolutely. The best. <laughs> so this poem um, is going to be a prayer and invocation um, for the highest potential timeline for all of us. <laughs> what, is, what is your painting up there? I've been looking at it this whole time. That painting is from my friend, Hans Waller. Oh, yeah. beautiful. And basically it's the path that we're talking about, the transmutation. So as you can oh, see I the dark love it. part, you go through the jaguar. Yeah, hummingbird. Which is the joy, you know, but you gotta go through all your darkness first. Yes. And to, you have to make the choice to open up your heart. Nice. Out of the darkness and into the light. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Love Thank that. you for sharing that. I, the whole time, I'm like, I have to see that painting. <laughs> yeah, it's Hans Waller. If you want to check him out, he's got a lot of amazing work. Um, my entire house Did is dead. Oh, we froze. Did I freeze? Oh, no. Grandma, no. come in. Yeah, no, we're good. I think you just froze, Rebecca. You froze. Okay. Here we grow. <laughs> okay, here we grow. So after you make the I am statement, uh, which is a very powerful statement, we didn't get to talk about that, then you get to start um, invoking and decreeing to the universe and truly stepping into creating your reality. So this prayer I send out to all your listeners um, as a waypoint in the GPS map of infinity so that we may all attune to our absolute highest expression of our love. 
It's called Eight Dimensional Praying Mantis Pose, and I received it <clears throat> about two years ago on my birthday. <clears throat> Excuse me. I invoke and decree. <clears throat> One moment. Okay. <laughs> now we're ready. I invoke and decree the highest potentiality of infinite wisdom, absolute abundance, quantum health, and pure love be crystallized in this forever now moment, raising the vibration to elicit sensations of bliss. Pure potent presence be restored in every waking moment of the dream. A continuous stream of downloads to embody galactic codes wrapped in a golden sphere of protection from being taken off the path by illusions rooted in confusion to release all doubt, fear, and anger and install the quiet knowing walking humbly in service to the all for the collective ascension of humanity, free to be anything, born out of infinity, to manifest divinity in all that I see, lifting the density and piercing the veil with crystal clear perception, navigating the murky waters with grace, flow, and ease. Ask and you shall receive. Calling upon all luminous lovers of the light for healing and sealing of the divine truth and love into every cell of my being, to rewire patterns that lead me into darkness, peering into every recess and crevice to clean my channel and claim my birthright to shine as a beacon of light, an overflowing chalice, if only to remind others of the gift of life, planting the seed of my heart's true intentions, nurturing with my will, allowing its petals to unfurl towards the eternal sun, that which greets us with the warmth of new beginnings. I pray all beings may be happy and free. I pray all beings may be happy and free, for I am sovereignty safely resting over their shoulders to move all obstacles and boulders, refining our edges, eroding the corrosion to represent virtues of the higher realms, awakening the leader within to be at the helm of a golden age of the divine expression of you, the universe dancing in the arms of the mother to the heartbeat within your chest. Heed the call and show up in your highest to fly with us to heaven's gates. The angels await with bated breath for the chance to romance life unbound, untethered to the stormy weather of the mind, recoding reality to reflect perfect projections of the most high. We let the past die, resting in peace, to arrive at perspectives of the ancient future our ancestors believed we could achieve. Now is the time to rise out of the darkness, the depths of the abyss, to sit atop the throne, welcoming home, divine providence in every aspect of self, loving everyone else as yourself, a holographic echo chamber rippling out for all of eternity to continually return unto me in all forms of divinity. And so it is. Mm. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. <laughs> A prayer for all of us. Yes. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> After that, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, and and we're at the end. What do we do? I know this has been very interesting. Interview me. I had a huge thunderstorm going on, rain coming down. I'm feeling the waves. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh wow. Oh, um, Flowing River. It has been an honor. Yes. For you to have us to grace us with your presence here today. We appreciate you and the energy that you had delivered. And for everyone who's listening and watching, support this man. Go out, go get this book. <laughs> and yeah. if you want to know more about him, uh, flowingriver.co. Yeah. 
Thank you so, and you know, thank you so much for coming on and just expressing. And I want to, and I want to thank you as well for showing up for yourself and noticing and, and going down your path and finding the truth of you, so you can be a messenger for for this time right now to spread the message and the heart of you out to the world to help this this world shift. So thank you, and I honor you for the work that you do. Thank you, Hillis, Rebecca, for creating this beautiful platform and all of the Cosmic Insight audience. Um, yeah. May all of your hearts be expanded and minds illuminated in your pathless path. Yes. Uh, we will all flow together. Thank, thank you so you. much. Everyone. Until next time. Till next time, everyone. Oh, and don't forget to check out our live shows every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, where we do our Friday night tune-ups. You never know what to expect. Who's going to show up? <laughs> Till next time, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.